Hi, and welcome to the 67th installment of Five Minutes of Rum, Notes on Rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Upthegrove. Lost Spirits is no stranger to the show. I've previously talked about the Cuban-inspired 151 rum and their Polynesian-style rum, both favorites of mine, and both very hard to find at this point as they went out of production as Lost Spirits went through their own set of changes in recent years. Uh, Lost Spirits, for a time, was aligned with Rational Spirits, and we covered their Santeria rum back in episode 57. Since that episode, Brian, Joanna, and Lost Spirits have set up shop as their own entity in the Los Angeles area and are again producing spirits using Brian's Thea aging reactor. And as they've set up shop, they've also reintroduced their Navy-style rum, which was also out of production. I have bottles of their older versions uh, with the 68 and the 55 ABV labels, but I had not yet featured them on the show by the time they had left the shelves. Now the Navy style is back in an updated version, so I'm going to taste the new Lost Spirits Navy style rum at 61 ABV. I'm also going to follow up on episode 65 rum and make two straightforward old rum cocktails, Grog and Bombo. As I said at the top of the show, the featured rum in this episode is Lost Spirits Navy style rum at 61 ABV. And to help frame this rum in the style that he's shooting for, I'll mention something that Brian Davis of Lost Spirits will say when he talks about the inspiration for this rum. Uh, he's imagining a rum from the days of Caribbean pirates, uh, of gunpowder, of smoke, and ships. Uh, the rum is engineered, and yes, I do mean engineered, uh, to fit what a rum inspired by that era would taste like. So with that in mind, let's get right into the tasting. Now, when you pour this into the glass, actually, let's before we start. Full disclosure, um, I received a sample bottle of the Lost Spirits Navy-style rum. And even fuller, fuller disclosure, I have also purchased my own bottle of the Lost Spirits Navy-style rum, uh, as well as numerous other bottles of rum produced by Lost Spirits. Please see episodes 37 and 44, link in the show notes. So I trust that you will find my opinions objective, uh, despite the fact that I received a bottle from Lost Spirits. Thank you very much, guys. Um, the appearance of this rum, the bottle, it is the same tall, long-necked bottle and label design from previous Lost Spirits rum offerings. Obviously, this one lists the new ABV, uh, which is 61, as I mentioned. Uh, where uh, where the old 68 ABV mentioned cask strength on the label, this one says full strength. Uh, there's also the standard uh, plastic cap and rubber stopper. Um, the rum is notably dark in the bottle, almost completely opaque, and the color, that same color is observed in the glass as well. Uh, when viewed from the side, it almost seems to be like a, a less viscous molasses. The aroma on this rum is very notable. It's notable as soon as it's opened up from the bottle. Uh, there's a smokiness and almost a spent firecracker type smell. Uh, and because Brian and Lost Spirits is emulating an, ima an imagined pirate rum, uh, this is actually entirely expected. Uh, also from the glass is some astringency from the alcohol. There's also some hints of uh, leather and brown sugar. Um, now when it comes to taste, um, and I have my glass right here, of course, uh, the first sip brings uh, the heat to both the lips and the throat, but it quickly settles into a mild warmth in the throat instead of a sharp heat. Uh, subsequent sips, I find it uh, chewy in a way with a nice body, so it's got a, you know, a little, not wouldn't say chewy in terms of texture, but just the body seems uh, a little bit, you know, sort of a heavier body than, than a light rum, uh, which sounds, I guess, completely obvious. Um, I find myself describing it by what it is not. So there's a lack of traditional barrel notes like vanilla. Um, I get a, a bit of a burnt sugar note uh, and a very little bit of spice and pepper. And when it comes to the finish, the finish is warm with a, a very good lingering quality. Um, not really a lot else to say here other than I like the finish. Um, and in summary, this is a distinctly Lost Spirits rum. Um, it's a unique rum, uh, unique being, you know, that's kind of their brand is unique rum uh, that feels like it was very well executed to be what it was trying to be um, and imagined pirate rum from old swashbuckling days. Uh, I do enjoy this rum neat. It's at a nice proof. The 61 
um, is sippable that's sippable, but not, you know, not too, too much of an overproof. Um, and it tastes like a rum that would work well in cocktails designed to feature the rum. So not something that you're going to want to bury in, uh, in deep in a cocktail, but something that if it's a rum forward straight, you know, designed to focus on the rum kind of cocktail, this one might be a good option for it, which we'll get into later. Um, and just because I had a bottle of the old Lost Spirits Navy 68 laying around, uh, I decided to do a side-by-side -side comparison just to see what the differences were in between the two different bottles. Uh, the newer 61 is much darker in the bottle. The 60, the 68 is more of a, a dark amber in the bottle. Um, in the glass, in, excuse me, in the glass, it is uh, less pronounced in terms of the, the color. Uh, the nose on the 61 is very much more pronounced, making the 68 feel a little bit more muted. And in tasting the 68, I sense the extra firepower uh, with less of the smoky notes of the 61. I have read a couple other online accounts that say the smokiness was tuned a little bit for the 68, but personally, I found the 61 to be a little bit, the newer one to be a little bit more in terms of smoky. Um, the 68, the older one feels a little bit more like a strong aged rum without the extra complexity of this new 61 ABV. And then tasting them side by side, I'd probably give the nod to the 61 if I was going to sip something neat uh, or go for a simple, you know, like a simple lime and sugar cocktail. Uh, the 68, I would actually probably deploy into a more layered tiki cocktail to give it a little bit more background and a little bit more proof just to sort of punch it up a little bit. Now, uh, when it comes to the actual uh, facilities, so a little bit of background on where Lost Spirits is at at this moment. Um, uh, at the end of January 2017, some friends and I booked a tour of the new Lost Spirits distillery at their location in Los Angeles. They had just moved in and they were building up that location. It was actually so new that public tours had just started taking place. Um, and I really don't want to spoil the surprise for those who may be interested in taking the tour. So I'm going to speak a little bit in vague references. I will say that this is not a standard distillery or winery type tour. Uh, this is a Willy Wonka experience for fans of distilled spirits. Uh, it's packed with both information and sensory experiences. And I am planning a return tour before not too long. It was so fun. I wanted to do it a second time and catch some of the things I hadn't seen the first time. Now, I understand that this amount of vagueness is frustrating for those who aren't going on the tour or nowhere in the, near the area. But fear not, you can read a description in an article over at Cocktail Wonk. Uh, the link, you, well, you know where the link is. It's in the show notes. Uh, Matt from Cocktail Wonk took a preview of the tour, and he has a very descriptive write-up for you, as you might expect if you're familiar with his write-ups on his uh, site. So if you want to read about it and you don't want to, or you don't mind being spoiled, go read his article. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you in case you're going to go. Uh, maybe in a future episode, I'll, I'll mention it a little bit more once I've had a chance to go back and take the tour a second time. Now, at the time of the tour that I took, uh, they had not yet completed the distilling operations in the Los Angeles area. So the current Navy 61 rum is coming from their previous facility in Salinas, California. Uh, the rum itself uh, follows an expected template until it comes to the aging. Uh, it's a molasses-based wash that is pot distilled using Lost Spirits' own pot, pot, excuse me, their own pot stills. Uh, not to say that there isn't some Lost Spirits-specific work going on in that part of the process, but when it gets very Lost Spirits, is in the aging using Brian, excuse me, using Brian's uh, Thea aging reactor. Um, as in, this distillate isn't going into a barrel for years and years and years. Um, this part of the process, the the aging reactor is subject to tweaks and adjustments that produce specific results based on chemical analysis that Brian has done and the flavor compounds that he's trying to achieve. So um, that's their that's their niche, um, and that's where they get to to go and experiment and do kind of interesting things on. Um, and so again, this one, um, if you find it on the shelves right now, it's still coming from their uh, previous facility in Salinas. Uh, as the time of this recording, I don't think they're quite up and running and distilling in Los Angeles, but that's probably later in 2017, and then that, that's going to be their primary uh, excuse me, primary distillery. 
uh, where to find this, uh, go ask for it. So for me, local to me, it's starting to show up in stores. Uh, but the best way to get it in stock is to ask your local store and have them contact their distributor. Um, online, K&L is a possibility if you, ha- if you have the ability to have it shipped to you where you live. And if you do l- visit the distillery in Los Angeles and you are a card-carrying resident of a state that is not California, you can purchase bottles there at the distillery. Uh, for some reason, liquor laws say that uh, if you're a California resident visiting a California distillery, you can't buy a bottle there. I'm sure there's very good reasons for that. Um, I'm just not sure what they are. Now, before getting into cocktails that feature that Lost Spirits Navy-style rum, um, I want to do a follow-up to episode 65, where I talked about the Clement Rum Agricole View, Cask Collection. Now, listener Brian, who runs the Kapu uh, Cocktail site, uh, he contacted me after episode 65 came out um, that had mentioned the, and he mentioned that he had the Rum Clement Cask Collection 62.5 um, cask strength that was uh, private labeled for K&L. So, if you recall, the rum I talked about in 65 was private labeled for high time at a, a slightly different ABV, but there was another one of these um, specifically labeled uh, out, you know, uh, releases this one for KNL. So uh, Brian and I arranged a trade of a few ounces of each style for a comparison. And so having tasted both side by side, I thought I'd share my notes here on the show as well in case you want to seek out a bottle for yourself. Uh, the appearance, uh, again, this is, I'm going to be talking specifically about the Rum Clement Cast Collection 62.5 ABV from KNL. Uh, unless I mention otherwise. The appearance of this rum is a uh, light amber and a light maple syrup in the bottle. Uh, it's the same in the glass after you pour it out. Um, there's a picture in the show notes of the rum that, uh, the sample that I got, um, I don't have a picture of the actual bottle, but it's very similar, I believe, to the uh, the one that I featured in episode 65. Uh, in terms of aroma, uh, this was something, it, the aroma was much more subtle than I was expecting based on the proof. So again, if it was a 62 and a half uh, ABV, um, you're looking at, you know, something north of 120 proof, so I thought it would be a little bit more on the aroma, uh, but there was actually very little burn. Um, it did pick up the some other things you might expect, like grass and sugar, and then after some exposure to air, it opened up a little bit and had a little bit of that mild burn that I was expecting. It just needed a little bit of time to, to aerate is what I found. The taste, uh, it was warm and, and very fruity tasting. Uh, small sips almost seemed juicy, which is a really weird description to use, but there was a, a heavy fruit element to this particular rum. Uh, there was also the expected earthiness um, and then some pepper once I swallowed the rum. Uh, it was almost like a combination of an agricole blanc where you got the, the heat and the earthiness and then Clement's VSOP where you get a little bit more of the aging and it brings out a little bit more different notes of the of the rum. Uh, in terms of finish, I found it to be medium to long. Uh, it kind of takes a while for the heat to fade and then come back, but it actually does eventually. So a nice lengthy finish on that. Um, to sum up, I've... I've Found that that was also another really good, unique agricole rum offering from Clement. Uh, very simple, uh, excuse me, very sippable. And though I haven't tried it yet, it would probably make an excellent punch view. And until I get a bottle of it for my own, if I ever do, I probably won't have a punch view because I ended up sipping all of it neat on that. It's a very refined um, agricole rum with a bit of an edge to it. Now, if I were to side by side that with the high time cast collection, uh, the high time bottle, the high time rum had a, a less pronounced nose. Uh, but does have a similar amount of grassiness. Uh, the flavors were similar Similar overall. Uh, the extra proof from the 62 version gives it a little bit more of a bite when you sip it neat. Um, I'd probably be more inclined to use the high time version in a cocktail. Uh, both are obviously cut from the same cloth, just seemingly at different proof points. Now, getting back to that Lost Spirits Navy style rum and a couple of cocktails, um, let's, get, let's get going with the grog and the bumbo. Um, I pulled these recipes from the Smuggler's Cove book, which I hope every listener has purchased at least one copy of. 
If you still need one, check the show notes and fix that shortcoming. Um, I'm still completely enraptured by this book and finding new things to try and new details to learn every time I pick it up. I was looking through the chapter called Rum Through the Ages to find some very simple rum-focused cocktails to try with this Lost Spirits Navy rum. And knowing what Lost Spirits was looking to achieve with this rum, recipes from rum's seafaring heyday seemed very appropriate. So that's where I landed on with the grog and the bombo. Now, Martin Kate mentions Wayne Curtis's And a Bottle of Rum book um, as a reference point for each of these cocktails. Um, I also spoke about Wayne Curtis's book in episode 13 and 34 of this here podcast. Um, and speaking of which, I haven't mentioned Mr. Curtis's book in a while. So here's your periodic reminder that for those interested in rum, you really should have And a Bottle of Rum by Wayne Curtis on your bookshelf, whether that's a physical or an electronic bookshelf. So go pick up a copy of that. And by all means, please pick up a Smuggler's Cove book as well if you haven't already. And if you've picked up one, maybe consider one for a friend. I don't know. Um, and but, uh, Let's see. I'm going to also mention real quickly uh, the Demerara syrup um, and slightly revisited recipe. So I talked about Demerara syrup way back in episode eight. And essentially it was using Demerara sugar and a uh, way to prepare that. Essentially, you know, a two to one Demerara sugar to, uh, excuse me, two to one Demerara sugar to water ratio. And I would simmer that, not quite boiling it, um, and then bottle it up once it was dissolved and add a little bit of uh, a little bit of light rum, just as kind of like a, a preservative for it. Now, reading the the Smuggler's Cove book, I've I've adopted a little bit of their recipe, which is a little bit different. Um, in the Smuggler's Cove book, uh, the water is brought to a boil first, and then the Demerara sugar, and this is a combination of Demerara and white sugar. The Demerara sugar is um, dissolved in the wa- in the boiling water. And then the white sugar is added and dissolved and then taken off. So a little bit different process. It actually goes much quicker if you boil the water first and then pour the sugar in. And then you're not really cooking it because as soon as it's dissolved, you need to cut the heat. Uh, but in any case, I have kind of adopted that as the Demerara syrup, which gives it, it's a little bit less rich because it's a you know a combination of two sugars. You still get the Demerara color and the Demerara flavor, but it's a little bit less, uh, you know, a little bit less rich and a little bit less thick. Um but either way works. Just wanted to point out that there is a revised recipe in the in the uh, Smuggler's Cove book. Now the grog, um, the grog is the basis of the modern Navy grog cocktail. The grog is similar to what would be consumed by the British Royal Navy as part of their daily rum ration. Um, for that matter, it's also the proto daiquiri and proto mojito because of its combination of rum with sugar and lime juice. Now, if you recall, it's named after our old friend, Admiral Vernon. Um, that would be Admiral Vernon of the old grog and his grogum coat. So the grog recipe, like the, I guess we call the traditional recipe that pulled from Wayne Curtis's and a bottle of rum. Uh, this was the description of grog in that book. Pour two ounces of rum into an eight ounce glass and then fill with water. Add a bit of fresh lime juice and or a bit of brown sugar to taste. Now, personally, I'd wager this is close to what the British Navy sailor experience was, uh, but probably not at the same time the best way to serve a cocktail to your guests. So the grog in the Smuggler's Cove book, this is their version. It's one half ounce of fresh lime juice, one half ounce of Demerara syrup, two ounces of rum. In this case, I'm going to use the Lost Spirits Navy style rum, but you can consult the book for some of their suggestions. You're going to combine that in a shaker tin with cracked or cube ice and shake and strain that into an old-fashioned glass that's filled with fresh ice. So now maybe this is a little bit fancier than what the average sailor would have consumed, but go ahead and promote yourself to officer and be okay with taking your rum ration this way. Now when it comes to the Bombo, this is just as historic, and it's even more straightforward if that's possible, than Grog. Um, The humble, delicious Bombo, sometimes also known as the Bumboo, um, and also named for a British admiral, John Benbow. So I don't know, let's just go with it. 
Um, this is an application that will show off a rum. You can experiment with different styles and see how they react to this application. But again, it's pretty straightforward, pretty, uh, it's, well, candidly, it's, you know, pretty close to an old fashioned with no bitters. So um, you'll see, and it's, it's relatively simplistic. Um, the description of the traditional recipe from and a bottle of rum, um, in a small glass, pour two ounces of rum and two ounces of water, add a half a teaspoon of molasses and stir, and then dust that with freshly grated nutmeg. Now the Bombo, the Smuggler's Cove version, is one quarter ounce of Demerara syrup, two ounces of a blended aged rum. Now, in this case, I'm gonna break ranks because I'm trying it with the Lost Spirits Navy rum, um, but you can try it with a another blended aged rum if you don't have the Lost Spirits. And then you're gonna stir the rum and the syrup in a mixing glass with ice, strain into an old-fashioned glass filled with fresh ice, and then dust with freshly grated nutmeg. Now note the primary difference between the traditional recipe is the omission of still water. Uh, with dilution in this and the, the Smuggler's Cove version coming in the form of ice. Uh, hashtag never forget that ice is a relatively recent luxury in cocktail making. In fact, go listen to episode 198 of 99% Invisible, an episode called The Ice King, to learn more about the frozen water trade where ice cut from pond, frozen ponds in Massachusetts, excuse me, Massachusetts would actually be transported to points around the world, such as India, so that those remote locations could have ice. That's the show. Thank you very much for listening. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5 minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe, you can rate the show, you can even leave a review. Uh, the show is also on Twitter and Instagram as at 5 Minutes of Rum, at symbol number 5 Minutes of Rum. Please send in comments, corrections, feedback, and requests via either the 5 Minutes of Rum website or on Twitter and or, or, and or on Instagram. And now, go get some Navy rum. <laughs>